Harvest Time Church. This is Alyssa. Welcome to The Secretary. Here we will dive into the nitty-gritty discussions about God and how to live a real life. I am Alyssa Toms, a secretary from Harvest Time Church in Wisconsin. With my desk sitting in the middle of the office, I get to be a part of the pastor's eureka moments and amazing discussions. But only a portion makes it into the sermon on Sunday. I want to bring you into my world of being in the crossroads of these amazing conversations. And we're back with Pastor Allison Amelsey. She is the kids pastor at Harvest Time Church in Eau Claire. We had a great discussion and we, we were cut a little bit short from the last podcast, but I wanted to bring you right back into what we were talking about. This is part two of the previous podcast. One of the things that's really important to understand about kids is that most of what they believe morally so their moral foundation and structure is solidified by the age of 13. So by the time a kid is 13, they have decided what is right, wrong, and morally okay. And if you think about a 13-year-old and the belief system that they have is going to guide them for the rest of their life, that's weighty. That's super weighty. And it's not that that can't change after that time, but the percentage goes down by more than two thirds of what the way that their brain can change and the way that their thoughts can. So that's why kids ministry is so important because it's really hard after that for people to make a major change. And it's because your brain has solidified some certain things and kids ministry. That's why it's so important. That's why we focus on the family too, because we want to equip parents to be able to know how to disciple their kids. And I, I can't tell you how many times parents are like, well, I just, I don't quite know how to tell them the number one way to disciple your kids is to demonstrate it. You want your kids to read the Bible? Let them see you read the Bible. You want your kids to pray? Pray with them. Pray out loud. Let them hear you. And sometimes as parents, we are like, well, this is my quiet time. This is, I'm going to do this by myself. And instead of allowing our kids to join us during our quiet time and giving parameters. Like, okay, this is my time to talk to God. You're welcome to be here. So you can get your Bible out. You can draw, you can listen to worship music with us, but we're going to do that quietly in here so that we can worship God together so that we can pray together. And that's really hard to do, but it's how your kids are going to start to know that that is important and start to realize that that's a daily part of their day as well. And I think it's, it's just interesting to know that kids, they can hear from God. And we say this all the time in kids' church. There's no junior Holy Spirit. So when when a kid gets filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not like intro to Holy Spirit. They didn't get a, a lesser version, a junior version of the Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit that's going to fill you as an adult. Now, they're going to grow and learn and mature in their gifts and know how to use it, but those are the same giftings. And they're able to walk in it. And a lot of times they are filled with the Spirit and they pray for healing and all that stuff. And and we see answers to prayer much faster because their faith is so much greater. And if you look in scripture, the Bible tells us to be like them, not them to be like us. And we have that backwards in the church where we're like, oh, you need to sit, you need to listen, you need to do these things. When Jesus is like, actually, you need to have their faith. Like you need to learn from them. And so it's really a pleasure and an honor to work in kids ministry because when we tell them God heals, they believe it 
they 100% believe it and they pray for it and they see the answer to their prayer. And it's incredible to watch. It's so cool. That's so cool that you give them those opportunities too, because I have known you to tell, because we do wins every week, but you've told testimonies of, oh, we dismissed, but they just wanted to stay in worship or, oh, we were doing, you know, Bible quizzing and they, they were like, well, it's been a couple of weeks. We don't know if they're, you know, if it's getting to be too repetitive or whatever. And they were like, no, we want to keep reading. We want to mm-hmm. keep learning. So it's so cool to see that they do have have this genuine passion because God has shown up so much in these opportunities that have been presented to him. So fully back what you're doing. I think it's a really cool, cool program, but not that you need my, volu- <laughs> my hey, I'll take validation. It. <laughs> I will take it. But you I know, have kids ministry, seed ministry. So like, you know, I've been here 10 years. So like those last Sundays with youth ministry, we get to see some of the payoff when those like little kids who were five years old are now like up leading worship. You're like, yes, but we don't always get those moments and they're 10 years in between. Mm-hmm. So that takes a while. So yeah, we'll take it. Take it. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad I said it then. I wanted to just quickly touch base too about this is an interesting program you have going on right now for summer. It's a free sports program called Mega Sports Camp. It's fun. People like to help with that. I know that um, you have things from soccer to archery to cheerleading to sports basics for the younger ones. But can you kind of tell us how God shows up in this program? Because it's not just like, hey, let's go outside and have fun. You actually... Um, you have a program that goes with it that shows uh, that God shows up in, in, in these kids doing this program. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Mega sports camp is one of my favorite things. We started doing it about six years ago and we, just on a whim, we were, we were actually given the curriculum and they were like, Hey, just see if you like this. And so we did it and it was phenomenal. We do soccer, basketball, baseball, cheerleading, volleyball, sports basics, which is for three to five-year-olds, like basic gross motor skills. And then um, we added archery two years ago, which has been a huge hit. And it's really fun. It's we it's completely free and we offer it to the entire community, which has allowed us to bring in a lot of people who normally either can afford to do a sports program because Parks and Rec and all that, they do them, but they're costly and you can't always get into them. And honestly, when your kid's in kindergarten and you're like, I don't know if they're going to like soccer, but they want to do soccer. It's like a really easy way for us to test that out. And then you can be like, oh, okay, maybe we want to go into a league, whatever. But the mega sports camp program we meet we start off with an opening rally and then we have main points that we go through every week. This year's theme is legendary. And so we're going to talk about what it is to be a legend. And then it all pairs with scripture in some sort of way. So we have a Bible story that kind of builds over the summer, but in mega sports game specifically, we use sports to do that. So they have sports sessions that they do outside. They have a huddle time with their coach where they do a devotional. And then we also have a closing rally that has our, uh, Bible story for the week. And then we also have a halftime rally and our halftime rally uses a a person in sports. So somebody who's really famous and then they kind of tell their story and kind of share uh, how they've persevered and done whatever trait we're talking about that week. So it's really awesome. We have a lot of incentives and games and stuff. It's also a great way for people. If you are like, I want to serve, but I'm not a teacher, but if you've ever coached and that's where we get a lot of people come like, Oh, I could coach soccer. That's easy. An attendment devotion done. So they'll come and help us out. And that's really awesome. We're always looking for more coaches because we always have a lot of kids. I mean, we can have anywhere from 60 to a hundred kids come to this program and it's so fun and it's so lively. And I have kids that in, you know, we have, we always say we have like two seasons, Christmas and mega sports camp because we are, we go full on into Christmas and my kids, as soon as Christmas is over in January, I have kids 
that come up and they're like, how many days till Mega Sports Camp? Like one Linden? is whatever. That's, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's Kyle's son. Kyle's son, Lyndon, is like, when's Mega Sports Camp? When is it? I mean, he loves it. It's snowing it. out. <laughs> Seriously. He is obsessed with it and it makes me so happy. Uh, but we love Mega Sports Camp. Even last night, I announced it. I was like, two more weeks till Mega Sports Camp and the kids are just screaming because it's so fun for them and they love it. It's a really good time. Yeah, it's so good. I enjoy it too. And if any of you listeners are out there and you're in the Eau Claire area and maybe you want to be a coach or maybe you want to specifically actually send your kids to Mega Sports Camp, you can find the form to sign them up on htcfamily.org under forms. So yeah, definitely uh, check that out if you are interested because it is a community thing. So you don't even have to attend harvest time to have your kids come. Um, the last thing that I wanted to ask you, and I know we're wrapping it up here, but the reason we were going to have you on and we always talk about this in the office. There's uh, Kyle and then Kyle's wife, Carly. Uh, Carly comes in and does piano lessons. So we find ourselves kind of chatting with her every so often, but she's also one of your best friends. So she is. yeah. So you guys talk even besides that every day. Most yeah. of my days start talking to Carly and end talking to Carly. So she's <laughs> usually my day. And I'd say a little, maybe a, a fourth or a third of these podcasts that we've released so far, we've talked very positively about Carly. So you're it's probably like, who, who if is If you have Carly? a negative thing to say about Carly, I, I don't know who you are. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but, I, but everybody's probably like, who's this Carly? Who who's Carly? She, she is the so, brains behind all of us. She's amazing. So despite if she knows this or not. She doesn't. Okay. We're just throwing her on the spot. <laughs> Sorry, Car. But uh, we want to start like a sub sub series under Sobe Harvest Cast and then the secretary and doing something focused and who knows how long it'll be, but you guys are always talking about parenting things. And I think, um, having you and Carly on to do almost like a parenting, um, podcast under this every so often, not, you know, once a week or anything, but we're hoping to get something every so often to go under this sub series. So we can, um, for one, uh, talk about, um, raising your kids to know God and, um, I don't know what else, what else would you say that would go into that? We've joked about like just different topics, like everything, like every, the thing every kids and youth pastor wants every parent to know, things like that, you know, from our perspective as people parent, what we've seen over the years that we would say, Hey, yes, that's an excellent idea. And others that were like, no, don't do that. I know that's popular culture, but don't do that. Um, or just little things. I mean, we both, all of our kids are around the same age. I mean, between the two of us, our kids are nine, eight, seven, six, five, three, um, is our right down, <laughs> right down between the two of us. She's got three boys. I have three girls. So we're going right down the line. We were talking yesterday because both of our oldest, they're going to be in fourth grade. It's crazy. They're not babies anymore. And she just, kind of life and what's parenting. I mean, my mug even in front of me right now says parenting style survivalist. Like, I think that's a lot of us as parents, especially in COVID. It's like, what are we doing? And so just kind of talking that through, how do we do that? The fails we've had, even as pastors and parents, um, and then just equipping parents to be better at leading their kids spiritually. Like, how do we do that? Yeah. And there's a ton of, um, ton of different things that come up. I mean, with our technology growing TikTok, where does that fit? Like maybe talking about like, I mean, it's so hard to know where do you stop, where you draw the line of, and maybe this is just one of the, the episodes, but I was thinking about it. Like there's stuff that we just don't see that kids are exposed to. I, I remember being younger and you could go into a chat room and that was kind of like, oh, don't do that. But 
now there's so much more available. I, I do believe in making sure that we put boundaries and protections around our kid. Just yesterday, my daughter was like, when can I have a cell phone? And I was like, when you're 30, like you're not getting a cell phone. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? But my actual response is you're not old enough to even need one. Like, what would you do with it? And we started to have those conversations of what does that look like? And sometimes as parents, I think that we're living up to so many different expectations. And I listened to this great audiobook by Lisa Turkhurst while I was painting one of my daughter's rooms. And it was literally about failing as a parent because I was just having one of those weeks where I'm like, I'm blowing it, massively blowing it. And it was literally called, Am I Messing Up My Kids? And I was like, that's a great book. I'm going to listen to it. And she said this amazing thing. She said, my job as a parent is not to make my kids perfect. My job as a parent is to lead my kids to Jesus, to show them no matter what happens in life, they need to run back to Jesus. They need to run back to Jesus. And just last week, we did a lesson on Sunday morning about the prodigal son. And we talked about how no matter what, we can always run back to God. And the kids actually made a flip book. And the flip book was um, a man running back to God over and over. And the illustration we used with our kids was just like this flip book, you can make that person run back over and over. You can't wear out the flip book. It'll just get better and better. That's how it is with God. Like no matter what, there's no limit to the amount of times we can run back to him. And sometimes as parents, we think, oh, I got to fix them. I got to make it right. I got to get them to do this. And they, they need to be good in school and they need to be good at, at some sort of talent. I have to have them involved in all these different things. And then they have a behavioral issue and we take it personal and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm failing. And instead, yeah, maybe there's some things that we need to fix about ourselves. But what we need to be doing is working with our kids and showing them, no, okay, how did we fail? What happened? Let's run back to Jesus and ask him to help us fix it. How do we fix this together? You know, how do we run to Jesus and pray with our kids and show them that God loves them and that God made them and that he can forgive them no matter what. We have a saying in our house when my kids have a bad day, because yes, I have three girls and yes, they have bad days. Pastor's kids aren't perfect say it again, right? Um, It doesn't matter. Pastor's kids are not perfect. And uh, we say this, on your naughtiest day in all the world, who still loves you? And I make them say, Jesus and mom and dad, I make them say it because I want them to know like on that day when they're like, man, I'm just really naughty today that they, the first thing they think of is, but Jesus still loves me. Oh, I I can't wait to expand on that. I think uh, between you and Carly and I, we can go on for a long time. I think I have a lot of questions. I'll just say that. Talking has never been something I struggle with. <laughs> so as we, uh, as we kind of segue out, we have this segment called now it's your turn. And I had Allison come up with an activity or a thought or something to meditate on that might correlate with this uh, podcast episode. So Allison, did you have something that you want to leave us with? This is what I would say. This is probably the number one activity that I do in the spring specifically, I love gardening. I preach on gardening all the time. You probably all are like, whatever, be done with it. But seeing God in creation is so incredible. And as a parent specifically, when you start looking at how you care for a plant and what they need, and you start allowing God to speak to you through that, and just letting God, like looking at creation, looking at a tree, seeing the amount of growth that it needs, the sunshine, the air, um, just walking around and seeing how God is and just taking a moment to go, okay, God, 
speak to me through creation today. Speak to me through what you created. The Bible tells us all the time that creation is like just speaking of who he is. And especially if you're a parent, looking at some plants and just seeing how much they're cared for and what they need and the root system that they need and allow God to just speak to you through that would be the thing I would say. Just meditate on that. Think that through. Go for a walk with your family. Look at the different plants and look at what they need to grow and just kind of give yourself some grace, if that makes sense. Uh, Growth takes a long time. It takes a long time to happen and just really focus on that and just let God speak to you through his creation about uh, maybe your own growth or the growth in your family. I love it. It's a good, that's a good one. I resonate with that one a lot. I'm mainly because we went on a walk the other day that I just, we did that. It was great. Didn't we? Um, we did. That's right. We did. I mean, similar at least, but it, it was very, very good. It was just really good. There's nothing that makes you feel... I I remember that day, specifically, we were talking, and this is probably just a tangent, but I was sitting there and I was... Pastor asked us to be still. Like... I I said, I was like, do you guys have any idea what I did just to get out of the house this morning? Like I ran a marathon with my three children, you know, and he's like, okay, we're going to sit and be still. And I'm like, I can't turn my brain off now. Like I've just been on the go for like two hours. And the first 30 minutes was like a struggle. And then like halfway through, I was sitting there and I kept thinking of all these things. And all of a sudden I was like, man, I think about myself a lot. Like this is ridiculous. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop thinking about myself and God, I'm just going to start seeing you in everything. Like, what do I, how do I see you? And so I started looking at the trees and the the clouds and started thinking about everything that goes into that. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so small. And it felt good to feel so small because we get so encompassed in our life and in everything that we're doing. And like, everything seems so important and we have all this stuff. And sometimes when you just sit back and you go, yeah, but the creator of the universe, he knows how many leaves are on that tree. I'm good. I am good. And then I was able to rest for the next 30 minutes and it was really nice. And, um, but yeah, it was a struggle. It was a struggle to get there. The same walk. It took me 30 minutes and I don't even have kids. I have animals. <laughs> it took your me... animals are your kids. Yeah, I mean, I came back with an animal from that. You did. <laughs> you did. Walt the turtle. But, uh, 30 minutes in, I was walking and, um, on my left side, there were a bunch of buildings with hostas in the rock gardens and they were very boxy and everything had structure and solid, like it was solid and it was comfortable. And then on my right side, there was a river and the trees and the wind was moving and it was very fluid and disorganized, but organized in its own way. Like right. a tree that like, it's, it's solid, like a, like a tree's not going to uproot. It's just there and it's solid and it holds the branches and it's just like reliable, but it's fluid and the curved angles. And I'm art, I'm an artsy person. But the river, the river was moving. There was noises. There were birds like dancing in the wind. And I look over and like, I'm like, okay, so we took, um, God made us creative, which is beautiful. God made people creative and we made something structurally, um, solid and hard and, um, it's, it's easy to be in. Like when I'm walking on pavement, it's a lot easier to walk on pavement than grass. And God, like he, I mean, he grows the grass every second, you know? So I'm just sitting here like, it's just as solid. It's just not as comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, I was thinking about the same thing about his character and how he shows up. And I'm like, he's always moving. He's always making noise and he's, but he's sound and he's, and he's good. He's bright. He's a green color. Like, it's just like, there's so much character in that. And, and the more I realize that humans even, uh, and now I'm going off with this, but like, and humans, they, uh, try to emulate that. So like the more, 
I'm, I'm in a work mode. I'm in a building. It's a box. It's four sides and they're all good angles. But the more free I get, I go to a park. Well, now the paveways are starting to curve. They're starting to move. The, the angle of the bench is more of a curve rather than a straight stick. So it's like they know that in order to, to rest and sit, it's easier to do it in a free, like the way God created the world. And yeah. you know what I mean? And Absolutely. it's just very like abstract, but that's what I saw. Cause it was literally God on my right and man on my left. And I saw that it wasn't bad. And they like contained their, the, the God, the hosta, the thing that was still moving. It was in a rock garden. It was solid, but they still think it's beautiful. They use God's beauty in their own creation. And so I just thought I, that was where I was 30 minutes later after letting go of my own stuff. But yeah. I was like, it, you see it. So, I mean, you, you figure these things out. He just like, that was, I love doing that. I, the first time we did that with staff retreat, even I was like, this is good. This is what we needed. <laughs> I just needed to like sit. And pastor said something about just, he, he never said he was done with creation. He said he stopped and he dropped, like he just did it. And, and so we were, we were supposed to stop. And even though we had tons of stuff, I had to record a podcast, we had to, you know, yeah. like I had some stuff to do. I had to reset a stage, stop, drop it and just let it go and be still and know he's God. So I love and that. And I love that. You know, he said that God said, you know, he didn't necessarily say it was perfect, but he says it was good, you know, and I, that jumped out at me the other day. Cause I was like, yeah, he said he made it and it was good. And I'm like, he didn't use the word like perfect. It just jumped out at me that sometimes we're, uh, we're going after things and we're trying to attain this level of perfection and we are constantly in pursuit of it. And we can't rest because we don't meet up with this standard that does not exist. And when God was creating the world, he did it. And he was like, yes, this is good. And he moved on, you know, and not good as in like good enough, but like it was good. And I think we, as people, so many times we're, we're comparing ourselves to so many people and we're trying to keep up with the Joneses and we're doing all this stuff that we never go back and be like, man, this is a good dinner we had together as a family. Or man, we had a great Saturday just being together. We we don't. We have a great afternoon with our kids at the park and then we jump on Instagram and we see that somebody else is at the beach and we're like, oh, so-and-so's at the beach, I guess. Yeah, they're just way better than us. You know, and we can't enjoy and we can't rest not only physically but spiritually. And emotionally, because we're always trying to keep up with somebody else, you know, and then you take a minute and you step back and you look at God's creation and he's not trying to keep up with anybody. He's like, this is what I did. And it is good. And I said, it is good. And then he created us and he said that we are good before we could do anything for him. That's a whole nother podcast. Thank you, Allison. For <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Um, honestly, it's I've been I've been trying to get you on here for a long time. So thank you for um, for taking part of this day and talking with us. And we will have you back. So and thank you, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. You know, every so often when we release this special secretary podcast, I always appreciate um, all you guys who listen. So thank you so much, um, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.